Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. What is up, people of purpose? You leaders who aren't just in it for the bottom dollar, listen, I know you're here because you are not just an empty suit. And you're gonna be happy about the dude I'm bringing on. Uh, we've been kind of, um, I don't know, we, we've, been, we've been dancing together, so to speak, for the past couple of years together. Uh, I'm gonna bring him on, I'm gonna introduce him to you, but he, he's, this guy has been, uh, if there's anything you can ever say about him, it's that he is genuine and what you get is what you get. This is the real deal. And um, like if, if there's anything that I can ever give to someone that is a compliment, it is that word, it is, it is genuine. But uh, this guy is a best-selling author. He is a, uh, he's a speaker. He is a sales just genius. He has been, um, we, we've shared a, an industry together, which was the copier industry. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that. But welcome to the show, the author of Selling from the Heart, Larry Levine. What is going on, Donnie Tuttle? I, like up, that, I, I love that you dropped the empty suit within the first five seconds. Hats off to you, brother. Dude, come on, man. We are, we, are, we are here for a purpose, and if we're doing anything other than being our authentic selves, man, what are, what are we doing? But, you know, so here's the question, Donnie. How come so many people struggle with just being themselves? You know, that, that, is, that is the question, and I've, I've got some answers, but man, I, I want to, what, what does Larry Levine say about that? Because like, actually, maybe you can even take me into the place of what brought you to the place of going to selling from the heart instead of selling like a robot. Like, what is this? What is this movement? <laughs> Who is this dude? And, and, and tell me, maybe, maybe mix in a little bit, answer your own question for me. Like, I know that's not normally legal, but you can do it here. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's all good. Uh, you know, somebody asked me that yesterday, you know, how selling from the heart actually come to be. And I said, that's just who I was. I really didn't know Donnie until I really felt comfortable with who I was. So, you know, what's that mean? So, you know, you, you said a little bit ago, we both came out of the same industry. So I, I spent my whole entire career in the office technology space. So yeah, I sold copiers for a living and, and I, you know, it, it provided well for me and my family and I made it work for me. And the reason why I made it work is because I brought the best version of me to the table every single time, because all I did was observe my surroundings and realize it was dysfunctional. And more importantly, I just started asking questions. And I think that's what we fail to do as salespeople is, ask questions that lead to answers that can help you do your job better. So what, do I, so what do I mean by that? I would just ask people, what do you like and don't like about salespeople? What is it, what is it that you're getting from your sales representative now that you wish could improve? And all I really did is I packaged this all together and made it my own. And I, and I always say, you know, <laughs> 
wow, I, I'm going to drop something on you, but I, I think I think you'll get it. Is I grew up with all sisters, and a lot of my cousins were all girls. And I said, you know, I got a lot of female tendencies in me, and we'll leave it at that. But I say it for a reason because I had the motherly instinct, and that's what I learned from my sisters, and that's what I learned from my cousins. And maybe it's that Jewish guilt that I learned from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so, so I, just, I, Larry, I might be able to actually to uh, to recompose <laughs> an actual Larry. I might be able to clone you. You're giving me all of the ingredients. So there's Jewish guilt. There is uh, feminine persuasion. All right, what else? What else we got to do to make another Larry Levine? Larry Levine. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw in some chicken soup for the soul. Right? <laughs> no, but with all sincerity, though, I, I say that for a reason, because I brought motherly instinct to the sales world. And I, and I kind of packaged it up and I made it my own. And, and I saw how I saw how sales reps weren't taking care of their clients. I saw broken promises. I, I saw do whatever you can do to, to make a sale. And that just wasn't me. Because it's that old saying, you know, do unto others as you wish done to you, you know, that type of saying mm. is if you're going to treat somebody like, you know, crap, then expect it in return. But if you're going to place somebody up on a pedestal, watch what happens. And that's all I did in, in, in a sales channel that just was riddled with, you know, disingenuous and insincerity all over the place. Uh, Larry, bring me to the moment, man, because I like there had to be a time and I know for me, like that, that place of becoming comfortable in one's own skin. I mean, you're, you're always seeking, seeking to improve and grow and all of those things, but being comfortable just with, with being you. When, when did that turn from trying to be some, become some performer to just being yourself for you? Oh, wow. It's, it, it's hard, you know, it, it's hard to really pinpoint if i don't know it rewind that one for me do you, again what do, do you remember a time let me ask you this do you remember a time when maybe you weren't comfortable in your own skin and maybe you were you forgot what it was like to be a sale uh, to be a person because you decided you wanted uh, to be a salesperson right you took yeah, on so some other persona that wasn't you yeah, so so here we go. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind. I'm I'm gonna rewind like well past twenty years ago, and I struggled. I I probably been in a sales role maybe five six years, and I started struggling with who I was because I was forced to memorize scripts. So anyone who spent any amount of time in sales, Donnie knows that we got to memorize scripts, right? If this person says this, and you're gonna say that. And I struggled with memorizing scripts and, and it just wasn't me. I wasn't myself and it could set and people can sense it. And this was probably like 94, 95, 1994, 1995. And it was kind of then that I said, you know what, if I'm going to succeed as a sales professional, that I got to humanize what a lot of people are dehumanizing. Mm. And, and to me, uh, do scripts work? Sure. And I'm not knocking scripts, Donnie because they serve a purpose. I think they serve a foundation, but when we try to memorize things, it, it just doesn't work because it's not a normal flow of communication. To me, that's not normal. And that's when I kind of realized, okay, I can either continue to go down this road of being a sales robot, right? And say this and say that. And if this person says this, then I got to look at this diagram that points me to another conversation. See where I'm going? 
Or I could say, you know what? Let's just have normal human conversation. It's just another person. And that's when I found out that the best way to do it is just be the best version of me. And whatever happens, happens. That's what I always say. You know, I, I, I didn't bring any human psychology or any human, you know, behavior modification to this or anything like that. I just said, you know what? You either, you either get what you get, you buy what you buy with me. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then there's always somebody else. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. All right. So Larry, take, take me into that, man, because like, I, I know right now there are some executives who are listening to this and they, some of them might be rolling their eyes a little bit. All right. Others of them are like, they might be, there might be saying to this, I can hear them saying like, you know, you know, all right, tell me more about this. Like, how do I, how do I go from this set, this, this rule book that I was given and go more into a playbook or something that is a, that, that is a movement from my heart or actually really, I guess what almost I hear you saying is like, get your heart right and your head will follow. I don't know, man. Speak to me a little bit more on that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I say, and, and, and trust me, Donnie, I don't want to, I don't want to take any of your listeners off or, or people who might be listening and say, you know what, I'm breaking all the rules. And this, this is good. This is, this is what we need to hear, Larry. So, so bring it brother. Bring it. thunder. And, it's just so much we script everything. And, and, I, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, there's rules for a reason, there's playbooks for a reason, and I'm not anti any of that. But that's, that's bring the heart to this, right? And, and let's place that at the forefront because all too often we forget about the heart. And especially in sales, and, and, and I'll give you an example, and I always use this as said, if we take the heart out of what we do, we become lifeless. Would you mm. buy into that? If, mm. if, if our heart stops beating, we know what the end result is, right? We kind of check out a life. Or they got to put the little resuscitators on us and kickstart our heart again. But if we take our sale, if we take our heart out of our sales role, if we take our heart out of our career, then we're just lifeless. We're kind of just like wandering through life, just trying to figure it out. And I would say, man, if you can just always keep your heart in what you do watch what starts to happen and and, and again it, it's just something that i saw happen over time and i spent my you know i've spent my whole entire career in sales donnie it's the only thing i've ever done i chose this career it wasn't something that says hey why don't you just go into sales you know i chose it because I, I i love the art of helping people and i think that's the whole thing is if you can get your mindset right and get into sales for the right reason and get into helping people for the right reason everything just starts to fall into place but we script everything right 
We script our conversations. We script if this person says this, then this is what I need to say. And mm. it's just manipulating people along the way. Mm. But if we can just come to realize that we're there to help them and as much as we can make it about them. And I said, we must put our clients and our prospects up on a pedestal. And if we can do that, watch what starts happening to the le level of conversations that you start having with people. And this is why I say this. I tell salespeople all over the place, we're behind the eight ball already in the minds of your clients and your buyers. We are behind the eight ball already. They don't trust us, right? Their BS meters are at an all-time high, and they're skeptic, and they're highly critical of us. And I don't—I mean, I'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody on that one. So, in order for us to build trust, remove the BS meters, and remove skepticism, then we have to bring the best version of ourselves. And we can't be fake. We can't be an empty suit. And we've got to bring our heart to this and watch what starts to happen. Larry, amazing. Amazing human connections start happening, and I see it all the time. People sense it. People sense when you're throwing BS at them and you're just saying things that don't really align to what you truly believe. And sometimes that's what scripts lend us to, is they lend you down on the path of dehumanizing that conversation, and you're making it salesperson, buyer, as opposed to human versus human. And that's what I'm trying to bring back to the sales world is that. Lo it's Larry, a <clears throat> shift. Yeah, dude, I, I love it, man. And, and even going to the place, like when you were saying, like, you know, taking the heart out of what we do, you, you do that in your lifeless. And that's why this is the purpose-driven executive because, uh, you know, it's almost like that, that adage, right, from the Bible where it says, uh, faith without works is dead. So like yeah. if you, you know, if you, if you have this, 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 uh, this desire, but you're not doing anything about it, it dies. But I would also say the inverse is correct as well, where you're, you know, maybe you're doing all the work, which we've seen, maybe you're doing all the sales or maybe you're doing the leading or maybe there is even success. But if you have that without heart, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. And, and that's, that's really, these are, that's, those are the people we're talking to, man, those people who are clinging to. And there's a reason why I'm doing this. And so as you're going through, just understand, man, you're, you're speaking life to people that are, I mean, they're, they're, we're, we're picking up what you're laying down, man. I want to know this, Larry, because you, dude, you, you fly all over, you speak all over, you, you train people, you help people, and, and you've been through this journey yourself. When you're, Larry, when you're working with, with salespeople and you're saying, hey, listen, or, or not just salespeople, but you know, leaders, different people, right? When you're working with them and you're saying, hey, keep the heart in it, keep the heart in it. Like, what do you, what do, you do to either remind them or stir them or um, like, how do, we, how do we keep from being an empty suit, Larry? <laughs> Just be you. And, 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 it, and it's really interesting. Um, and yeah, we, we, like you said, and I appreciate what you said, you know, we've, we've been dancing together for a couple of years now. Kind you know, of, yeah, right. I mean, and, and, and I, and I like that analogy and I, I, you know, inside selling from the heart, it's just full of one line zingers all over the place. But, you know, I, I do this not to rattle people's cages. I just do it because I care. I care about the art of sales and the sales profession. And, and I always say, you know, somebody asked me the other day, what's your key to success, right? What was your key to sales success? 
And I said, well, it, it's really simple stuff. I just did my job. I just, every day I did my job. I didn't look for shortcuts. I didn't look for the instant success, right? And I think too many people in sales are trying to walk into a dark room and flip a light switch on and get instant light mm. and think everything's going to work out well. So I, I think I always say, you know, what's one way that you can fill out a suit is it, simple. And I, and I wrote about it in my book is, you know, I'm an alliteration freak. So I need things need to start with the same letters all the time. <laughs> right. So I said, you know, an authentic salesperson fills out their suit with education, empathy, and excitement. How's that, Donnie? Education, empathy, and excitement. The three E's. Because, because I mean, think about it. How many, and I want people to just, I mean, you got to, and I think the other thing that worked for me is I wore a big V on my chest and I was vulnerable as heck. And I asked people for help all the time. I was, you know, I beat myself up. I was my own worst sales manager. I asked people for help. You know, what do they think of me? And, and still to this day, you know, it, it's, it, this is what drives me. And sometimes it, it's to my own detriment, but it, it, like I said, it works for me. And that's just how my brain works is I constantly crave feedback. I constantly crave from people, am I doing a good job? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Is there something that I can do to help? And I think that's how you can fill out a suit and not be an empty suit is I always tell people, you just got to give a rip. Mm. You got to give a rip about yourself. You got to give a rip about your clients. You got to give a rip about your prospects. You got to give a rip about your employer. Because at the end of this, you're doing this for your family. And if you don't give a rip about any of that, how can you provide well for your family? Mm. It's impossible. Well said. Well said. Let me ask you this, Larry. What, like, what, you, what do you see as being uh, like the top problem faced by, you know, we'll just call them sales leaders and, and um, not so much the people who are feet on the street, but the people leading them. What, what are their main problems? What are, where maybe are they getting it wrong? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of, this is just my observation, just from what I see. Yeah. Is I think there's a lot of disconnect and misalignment in inside organizations. And, and I'll call it, let's just call it isolation island. Mm. It's the first word that comes to my head is, you know, you got, you have, you have leadership sitting, you know, I'll call it in one office island. And then you got mid-level management sitting in another office island. And then you got the sales team, right? Sitting in another office island. And no one's talking to each other. You have, you have, the, you have the upper executive management has the vision, right? Of where they want to steer the company. But then is it being filtered correctly down to the managers and the mid-level management? Are they correctly feeding it back down to the salespeople? And there's just the culture and the, dis, the disconnect and the misalignment in these organizations, I think, at an all-time high, which is forcing us to look at things in these 30-day windows and force that, I mean, we've just taken, we've just taken the names out of it. And it's right, instead of Donnie Tuttle. It's Donnie Tuttle attached to a sales quota, right? And then we just beat up, we just beat up everybody for numbers. Mm. 
But, you know, how many of these organizations, and that's what I said, people always ask me, what do you get? What do I get when I work with Larry? I said, the first thing you're going to get, I hope, is you're going to get a cold dose of reality that says, you know what, we all can do better at what we do. And the nice thing that, that, and I see it in the teams I work with, it's a mindset and it's a culture shift change because we haven't been bringing the heart into what we do because we're so focused on the bottom line and driving numbers. And I get it, right? I get we have to do that. But let's do it with dignity. Let's do it with our heart. And let's do it so everybody's all on the same page. And that's why I said you must lead with your heart and not your wallet. But if you lead with your wallet first, bad things will eventually happen. And that's what's happening in sales teams right now. Mm. And I, I, uh, I would agree with that, Larry. I, I have seen, first off, too many people... Let's just say this, man. I, th I think you can't lead where you won't go, right? And um, and that that disconnect. I've 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 seen that, and I've seen people uh, manage numbers and they forget to lead people. Yeah. And you know, just just, uh, and I've been a part of teams like that. And so right? and so have I. I've witnessed it. I've been on many a dis sales teams like that. I get it, right? I, I mean, I understand. It's sales as a numbers-driven world, but behind those numbers are human beings. Oh yeah, and you're you're not going to do the numbers if you don't have a reason. If there's not right, if it's not connected to something strong and driving within you, right? As a as a as a salesperson, so that is uh, that is good. But tell me tell me this, man. In terms of um, just in terms of you and and. Maybe it's it's you. Maybe it's what you've seen. But I'll, but I really I'm interested in you. How yeah. how does how does the double L balance intention with action? Right. How do you, how do you keep heart and head? How do you keep heart and action in in what you're doing? Uh, I, I'm constantly working on it, and and I'll spend. I do it every single day, seven days a week. And um, what works for me obviously may not work for everybody, Donnie, but I'll spend every, I'll spend a half an hour every single day working on me, working on my mind, working on my heart, adjusting everything, aligning it. And I think the best way, and, and I'll do this and I, and I do it every single weekend, is I do community service. And that's how I adjust my heart and my mind is I give back as much as I can and sometimes you know, too much. And, and again, so it, it, it may wear on me, but to me, that's the single best way that you can adjust the heart and the mind is to give back to your community and give back to those people who need it the most. So mm. like for, you know, you know, what's today, today's a Friday. So tomorrow I'm delivering, uh, I spend two hours on a Saturday and I deliver meals to people who can't get out of the house. They're usually, you know, senior citizens that are just homebound. So I go to our local hospital, I pick up food and then I spend two hours and I deliver it to them. Mm. Called meals on wheels. So, you know, what that's is, what, what does that do for you, Larry? What is, what is that? Like, talk to me about the shift. It, it's, it's a feel good, right? It's, you know, I could wake up and we all do it, right? I could wake up in a bad mood one day, but man, if I wake up in a bad mood on a Saturday and I go do meals on wheels halfway through and I go, you know what, this is such a feel good, <laughs> right? I'm, you know, they look, they're thankful, right? Some of them welcome you in their house. Hey, can you put the food here? Right. Can you help me open this? And it's that feel good, you know, it recharges that battery a little bit. Golly, L squared. I like that one, brother. Uh, you know, the one thing I would say that as I, I'm constantly talking to people 
and stirring them to to basically find that thing with inside of them like in and uh, for a lot of us who are fortunate enough to find what those gifts are um in 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 to do those it's almost like that that zone what you just now described is is really what i'm trying to help them find it's like where you're giving and you're using your life energy but the weird thing is is even though you should be draining energy it's like there's you're getting filled up at the same time yeah you know and, and that's why always <laughs> it, it's it's I think the best thing, and I urge salespeople, you know, and the teams that I work with, Donnie, is if you really want to find out about you, go lend a hand out in the community. Find something that aligns to who you are, right? There's so many organizations across the United States, and for that matter, across the world, that need help, right? There, there's so many not-for-profits. There's so many charities. There's, there's so many different ways that you can give back. And I think that will start helping you as a salesperson. If you can start giving back to your community, you can start giving back to people who need it the most. Something starts to happen. You go, oh, I get it, right? Because to me, and I, and I talk about it, sales is the art of the help. It's helping people do better business. It's helping people solve business problems and challenges. It's helping them by connecting the dots within their organization, even if it doesn't directly benefit you, you can go help them do something. And that's what I did. But if you can just go back and give back to the community, watch what starts happening as you take that into your career. The art of the help. Dude, that's solid, man. That is solid. The art of the help. So, so I, like, let's, let's leverage this. Let's bounce this a little bit more towards those who are, let's say they're leading an army, like they've got a troop of salespeople that they're supposed to be um, leading. And let's, let's be honest, most people, they reverse the triangle and they think that the salespeople work for them when in reality they should work for the salespeople. Yes. Um, but, but in that place, let's flip that for a little while. Man, give me some ways where you've seen this happen well or you think it's ideal or, or, or you believe or you've seen where, where the art of the help has come from the leaders. Well, and, and, but you see, you just said it, Donnie, yeah, um, they got to realize who they're working for. So this is break this down really simple. And I, and, and I think um, we'll help the listeners understand this is the sa salespeople obviously work for their clients, right? I, I mean, their clients and their prospects, that's, that's who they work for. They're trying to help them. Well, sales managers and sales leaders, their clients or their salespeople. So they got to help their salespeople do better business because they help their salespeople do better business and work on them. What starts to happen, Donnie? I mean, uh, it's a Zig Ziglar, right? You can have what you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Like you're, you're doing that. Right. And, and, and see what, 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 lead, what sales leaders need to understand is, you know, salespeople are only as good as, how they coach them and nurture them along it. And I'll, and I'll use, um, can I use a football analogy? I mean, allow me to share a story. And I, and of course. I, yeah, man, come on. And, and I think, and I think this will really understand it's, I think it's a sales leader's responsibility to coach, nurture and build a healthy culture mm. for salespeople to operate in. So I just live North of Los Angeles and I'm a huge Los Angeles Rams fan and I've had to suffer through just really horrendous football seasons and football seasons. <laughs> Terrible. 
right? And then, you know, along the way, they hired Jeff Fisher, which I think was the most overpaid 500 coach that ever existed. So, <laughs> sorry, Jeff Fisher, if you're listening to this, my apologies. There goes one listener. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened was, you know, they moved the team to Los Angeles and, you know, and so forth. And there's, you know, we could talk about that another time. But what happened is last year, they just cleaned house, right? Stan Kroenke just said, you know what, we're moving into a new stadium. We got to change the culture. We just got to change the vibe of what's going on. And they cleaned house, except for a few key people in management positions. And they brought in a young, energetic head coach by the name of Sean McVay. And Sean McVay is what, 32 years old, youngest coach in, in NFL. And look what happened in the span of one year. He turned around the team that was horrible with virtually the same players. And they went 11 and five and mm. almost made it to the Super Bowl. You know, this year they've only lost one game. So where am I going with this? And how does this really relate to sales leaders? And your question is, it's up to the sales leaders to coach, motivate, and provide a environment for their salespeople to grow in because if they don't, eventually they're going to leave. You heard it I, here. Yes. I, I, I've seen what I've seen Larry too is, is it right? People don't leave organizations. Uh, they leave people. And yeah, you know, you know and, and you're spot on on that because if, if, if I look back, I was with the same organization for 20 years almost 20 years, like 19 years and six months, if we really want to be exact, something like that. But I would still be in that organization today, Donnie. And I, you know, I would, you and I probably wouldn't even have been talking if it wasn't for some of the people inside the organization. Hmm. That didn't coach and nurture me along because you see where I'm going, but it's, it's a direct point to that. Cause you said, you know, people don't leave the company. They leave the people. Right. Is that, I think that's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the same thing. You can have great, I, I see it all over the place. Salespeople are starving out there for coaching and mentoring and all that. And where they do, they look to their managers. And that's why I said, you know, the managers got to get up from around their desk and start to get better acquainted with their salespeople. That would be my biggest challenge is how well do you know your salespeople? I'll, I'll do this. As I said, I'll, I'll tell salespeople, you must get better acquainted with your clients. Mm. You must really roll it up and get better acquainted with your clients. Well, my challenge to sales leaders is how well do you really know your salespeople? Mm. You, you bring up a good point, man. Um, there, there is a, have you ever read uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald yes. Miller? Phenomenal. Right? Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. And if, listen, if you're out there and you have not read that, you need to listen to it or read it and um, utilize that. It will, it will streamline your communications um, in terms of your marketing and sales. But uh, one of the things that, that um, one of the biggest takeaways from the book really is that most organizations are positioning themselves as the hero and, um, but, but every single person that you're trying to serve, they don't, they don't want a hero. They all see themselves as the hero. And, and what I'm getting from what you just now laid down, Larry, in terms of becoming better acquainted with your, with your client. And so if you're a manager, right, that's your salesperson. If you're a salesperson, that's your, you know, like the, your buyer, your client, but we need to know what their problems are. We need to know what that hero is trying to solve, what that hero is trying to do so that we can better position ourselves as a guide 
to helping them to do that. And if we don't understand their world, we're going to yep. be constantly throwing up and pushing them in a direction that may, they may not want to go in. No, you know, you're so spot on with that, Donnie. And, and this is, you know, this is a good time as, as we're, you know, we're a week and a half into December. So holiday modes kicked in and things like that. And everybody's working on some kind of a plan. I'm sure there's sales, New Year's resolutions going on and all this stuff. I can almost guarantee it. But wouldn't this be a great time for sales leaders to get with their salespeople? And ask them a couple questions, right? And, and I'm just uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but this would be great if a sales leader can sit down on an individual basis, look their salespeople in the eye, shake their hand, hey, thank you for your performance. Mm. I don't care. I don't care if they're at plan or not at plan, right? Mm. Hey, just thank you for your performance. Can you agree that we can all do better? Yes or no? Because everyone's going to say, yes, I can do better. So what are one or two things, Donnie, as we roll into 2019 that I can personally help you with that helps you become a better sales professional for our company? What are one or two things that you might need some help on that I can personally help you with? Now, can you imagine if I did that with each and every member of my team? Now I got 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 or whatever that number of things is that I can personally work on with my salespeople to help them become better. That's engaging as a leader and that's what's missing today. Mm. Love that. I love the, the idea of, of just a personal right? You connect with them personally. And, and listen, leaders, if you haven't done this, don't bypass this. This is the thing that's going to get people to move in your organization is not you telling them they need to move. It's not the threat of a job. It's honestly, for a lot of people, it's not even the money that they're going to earn because I've heard a lot of leaders, Larry, say, oh, well, their reward is they get paid, a, uh, you know, <laughs> they get paid a commission. And that's, that's not it at all. We're talking about someone shaking hands, looking eyeball to eyeball with you and, and just saying thanks. And, 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 you know, and, and that, goes, Donnie, part, yeah. that, goes a, that goes a long way. I it mean, there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, here's, here's what's interesting. And I use this analogy all the time because um, I think it makes sense is you would you treat your wife and your kids with the utmost of respect. I know you do. Because I see it, because I follow your travels and I follow your stories and things like that, Donnie. And I know you, right? You're a genuine, human, authentic being. I know you are, because we've been dancing around for a while and we kind of know each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and most people are like that. You would not, most salespeople treat their clients and their prospects a whole lot different than they, they treat their family members, their significant other, their spouse. And why? If you're going to place your family up on a pedestal, why can't you do that with your clients and your prospects? Mm. Or if you're doing it with your clients and prospects, you better be doing it with your family. Yes. Um, because Larry, I have met and worked with um, people who are, let's just say public success and private failure. Yeah. And, and, there, and there's a lot of it. There's yeah. a lot of it. So, and, let's, and let's be careful to pay attention to that. But I'm, I want to grab hold of actually one little thing you said there. And I'm going to diverge in two different ways. And I'm just going to say, what if, and, and I'm asking this, I'm challenging this to the listener of saying, what if, what if you wrote a note of appreciation to, let's just, let's, and I'm just going to I'm throw it out there, your wife, your children, your clients. What, what if you did that? Oh, that, 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 that takes too much time, Donnie. That takes too much time. 
no, you're like, you're tying your heart to their heart. Yep. Is there, is there anything better and more that you want? Most of us, Larry, we live in this, this place and I'm thinking more in, this, in terms of sales. We're looking at the next one. We're yep. looking at the next one. We're looking at the next one and, and we take our eyes off the one we got in our hands, the one that's next to our heart. And it's just like, it's wrong. And I see leaders doing the same thing, Larry. They're yep. recruiting, they're recruiting, they're growing and they're recruiting. And, and the ones that they had, the, one, the easiest ones to actually work with, the ones they've already spent the effort to, to get, they're not doing anything with them. No, you know, it, and, and it's interesting because I always, again, is I, I want people to think about this and I, and I challenge salespeople with this, is are you babysitting your clients until somebody comes along and provides them a better experience? Mm. And, and there's too, there's way too much babysitting and I'll call it spotty babysitting at best. Mm. It's like, you know, it's, it's so interesting and I've seen it and I've seen it inside sales bullpens that I've been in is you work so hard to make that sale. Right. And I'm keeping it simple for this podcast sake, right? You work so hard, you, you, you drive it through the funnel, you drive it through your processes, whatever the case may be, you work so hard and you say whatever you're going to say to make the sale. And I'm keeping it sales one-on-one simple. And then what happens? After the deal's done, after the deal's consummated, after you go to the bank and deposit the check, then what happens? You become a totally different person and you, you don't see them like you used to see them, right? The courting process is over. And then wow. what? There, there is, there's a broken part of our, so, of our system. I'm just thinking socially. And we've all seen that in high school. Right. It's, that, is, that is not good, man. It does not produce anything oh. that lasts, anything that no. remains. No, it, it doesn't. And one of my, and one of my secret sauce things that, that I used all the time as a sales rep in the channel that I grew up with, as I said, let me share with you the experience you're going to get with me when and if you ever decide to do business with me. And I would carry a client list with me, right? And I'd have the names of the corporations that I do business with. And I'd have names of people on there as well. I said, I want you to pick out any one of those, right? Because what happens is most salespeople bank one or two, three good clients, right? That's their go-to references. No, I had, I had a list, right? Here's my tw top 25, my top 30 clients. I want you to randomly pick one of those companies and one of those names. And I can guarantee you this. I'll guarantee you I know what they're going to say. They're going to share exactly how I support them, how often I see them, what I do for them. So somewhere along the road, you may want to call these people just to verify that everything I'm saying is true. And nothing ever came to fruition because I said it with such conviction that nobody ever called me out on it hardly. Hmm. I'm going to do that one starting tomorrow. Well, Monday, this is good because, stuff. Because, because I, I knew that my top 30 clients got the exact same care and attention. I didn't deviate it. Right. Yeah. They're different people, different personalities and all that. But what I did for company a, I did the exact same thing for company B. And the only reason is I did that is because what would happen if somebody from company B called that person from company A and said, Hey, so tell me, what is it that Larry's doing for you? Right. And it happens because I love to bridge my clients together and get them knowing each other because then they're telling my stories through multiple people about how well I take care of them. But, and, if you, and if you take care of all your clients with consistency, 
and you bring your heart to every single one of your clients, they're going to go out and tell a gazillion other people the Larry Levine story or the Donnie Tuttle story. L-O-V-E, man. Dude, you hit it on the head. And Larry, I know we, we are rounding third base and, and headed towards home because uh, you got some, some good family that you're being a, an awesome dad to uh, right now here in a couple of minutes. And so we're going to honor that. But man, as we, as we wrap up, Larry, and, and maybe we'll just have to decide to do a part two of this one. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would love to do a part two if you allow me to. Oh, come on, man. But as we, as we wrap up, uh, I'm going to ask you, man, whether, you're, you know, whether it's just an extra dose of that secret sauce you just now gave us or whether it is just a final encouragement uh, you know, to people who are looking maybe to come out of the inauthentic and into the place of the real them. Um, you know, if you can either speak to that fear and peel that away, or maybe just, maybe just give us a little bit of an extra oomph here on the way out, Larry, and then, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. I, uh, I'll, 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 I'll share something with you that, that and I've said it often and, and, and I said it about myself and, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I, I tell, I tell people all the time, there was people out in my marketplace that could outsell me that possibly could outsmart me and maybe outwit me, but nobody would outcare me. Mm. And I think if anyone in sales can pick up on that last two words, outcare me, think about caring more about them and helping them than sometimes you care about yourself and watch what starts to happen. Outcare your competition, outcare everybody and watch what starts to happen. Love it. Larry Levine, ladies and gentlemen, selling from the heart, leading from the heart, living from authenticity. And uh, he has, uh, he's done, he, man, you, Larry, you've crushed it today, brother. Uh, we're absolutely going to have uh, Larry Levine part two, The Empire Strikes Back. And, <laughs> uh, and, and I think it's even going to be better than the first. Awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, We'll, we'll nail it like ASAP. <laughs> All right, my friend. We'll catch right. up with you later. All right. Bye, Donnie. Bye.